Okay, we're back. Fucking hell, fifth se- or fifth season, fifth. It's not season or series. Episode. There we go. The fifth fucking episode of the podcast. Podge, we were in getting a coffee there, and you mentioned something about safety. In I think you were following on from what I was saying about building sites, basically, and the idea being that there comes a point when they become almost too safe to the point whereby they're dangerous. Yes. And I think you mentioned something along the lines of, did you mention compelled speech or is that how we, is that how we, yeah, yeah, talking the about compelled it? speech slash, uh, hate speech slash, uh, political correctness, I suppose would be more generalized again. Because they're, uh, they're all safety measures, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like the analogous to the, the handrail that becomes unsafe around the, the scaffold and it's kind of like, handrails around conversations um, and even just again more prescribed ideas to follow so as that you you know you're not going to step out of boundaries which kind of links back to again what we were talking about what why people might want to come on the podcast in the first place is just the, the element of danger and yeah the there is there's no ha- there's no handrails there's no big handrails time, on the time. conversation mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, I was just uh, contemplating <laughs> ringing yourself this morning or yeah, last night and kind of just backing out. But I think that's that's purely it, the kind of fear of the unknown. Like, oh, fuck, what, what did I sign myself up for again? Do, do you know something you have me thinking now? What, what, what I've often thought about before is, like, I've had a fairly eclectic range of guests. Mm. So I've had, you know, everyone from psychedelic explorers to fucking, uh, you know... Um, ultra athletes to fucking everyone in between and you know a handful of quote-unquote normal people thrown in for good measure but there's obviously something that um connects them all and i'm wonder i'm wondering is is there is there a danger element that people are finding appealing Mm. do you know what kind of way is it because the danger element there there is there's there's a what we're trying to say there's a certain danger to speaking freely for sure and I wonder, are the people who don't come on too afraid to come on? Which means, I can extrapolate, that the people who do come on are either not afraid in the first place or are, are brave, essentially. They, yeah. they they know the danger and they're willing to step outside their comfort zone. Because stepping outside your comfort zone is stepping into danger. Big time, yeah. yeah, yeah. The safety rails are taken away, kind of... Up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny though. Because on a on a in keeping with the building site analogy, you don't want to fall twenty feet onto solid concrete. No, certainly not. No certainly matter not. who or what you are or where you're going or what you're where you've come from or or anything. It, it's just full stop blankets. No one wants to fall off scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even worse, no one wants the equivalent of. 20 of your neighbours showing up on your doorstep giving out stink about things that you think so do you know if I say something that's maybe not well taught out and then oh, I don't know it's on immortalised on the internet if somehow I'm not that popular but if somehow there's a Twitter hate mob that formed itself around things I was saying how do you deal with that like just just random people that you might know or know through other people who just suddenly there's a whole mob that are out against absolutely everything that you think or stand for. Maybe just something you said nearly off the cuff or something you don't really think, just something you you thought of in a moment and then suddenly there's a there's a whole mob of people that kind of want you dead almost. <laughs> I, I wonder how real that threat is. Mm, because mm. the feeling you could be forgiven for 
you could be forgiving for being afraid of what you just outlined there. Now, I know you were kind of tongue-in-cheek. You're not expecting 200 no, neighbours outside the fucking gas. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> but there is this certain... Even though you're not afraid of 200 people with pitchforks outside your fucking house, you're not afraid of that. But you did very nearly text me this morning and go, oh, you know yeah, what, Fran, I'm, I'm not feeling great, or herself needs me to give her a hand, or, you know, yeah, generic excuse. Eh? <laughs> yeah. huh? Generic excuse. Yeah, excuse yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Insert excuse here. Um, but I wonder, that fear, is that completely overblown? Because another thing that I, I, I keep hearing is this idea of cancel culture and people getting cancelled. Mm, mm. And I wonder how real that is. Mm, mm. Like how, like you had the instance, let's say, with your man in KPMG. So it it, it does happen, and there are, there are loads of other instances where it does happen. But does it happen because of how they deal with it after the fact as much as what they say? Mm. Because for me personally, if I'm to be vilified for a view I do hold, I have no issue with that. Mm, but if you mm. want to sack me over it, you want to be careful you don't get done for unfair dismissal. Yes. Do you know that kind of way? So, yeah, how the person deals with after the fact could be as important it's as not the, more important. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember there's, there's a guy I'm a big fan of, uh, Jonathan Haidt, um, and he got himself into a bit of bother about 10, 15 years ago or so. He said something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was taken up as being homophobic. Okay. And he wasn't being homophobic. In it, by his own admission, saying, let's just take him for his word, as word. He wasn't being homophobic, but he apologised anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of went, right. I just went, oh, ugh. Like, yeah. ugh. If you apologise or something, you, you, there should be something to be apologetic for. Yeah, like, and uh, I, I think... I, to something. Yeah, now I think he just apologised for it and it all blew over and everything was grand. Okay. But... I would have much preferred him to stand over what he had said and not back down mm. and say, fuck you and your apology. I didn't do anything that warrants me to apologise. And if that's not good enough for you, we have laws in place to... Or do we? Or should we? I mean, are there laws against homophobia um, that, you sh- that he would have been charged with if what he had said had been, in fact, homophobic? Well, I think there is now. Should there be? I mean, and I don't mean about homophobia in general, but... Anything hateful, say, or... Yeah, because you mentioned as well in the interview about something that was brought into Ireland recently that I was completely oblivious to, that hate speech laws have been introduced, have they? As far as as I know, they've been pushed through the Shannon, so I think think they've been written into law as we speak. As far as I know, I'm not not as educated on the subject as I I will be or like to be, but... um, as far as I know, yeah, they're, they're either being pushed through or they're written into law already. Okay, um, well, but by both their admissions, we don't know what exactly, the story yeah, is. So what yeah. we won't do is we won't get into the nuts and bolts of it because mm. we can't. But we certainly can speak more broadly about it. Yeah, well, free speech and hate speech are kind of, uh, yeah, philosophically I could talk about. But uh, yeah, I just say uh, I don't know the, the, yeah, spe- so the we, mechanics no, we, of the law or we, the specifics. We, we, exactly. So we, we'll glaze over the specifics of the Irish case and we'll just stick with it, it more broadly, let's say. So my fear would be that these hate speech laws, whatever they are, are essentially making racism illegal. Yes, or homophobia, or whatever. Exactly. Define hate in whatever way, whoever wants to define hate. Exactly, but to me, first off, I have to clarify, I'm fundamentally opposed to banning things. Same. Okay, I, I don't think banning things work. I think, if, if anything, it just makes things 
that little bit more appealing. Like, yeah, do you know? Yeah. And there's, I think that there's an idea that, oh, if if, if racism. If racism was a certain way, there'd be no... Or What am I trying to say? Making something illegal strengthens the argument against it to some degree. Now, again, I know I'm not making myself perfectly clear there, but I'm trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see how somebody who is racist would see laws against racism... As proving their point. Oh yeah, an attack on their way of being or their way of thinking. It's it's a like a personal affront. Nearly, it's it's yeah. You 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 justify someone in their thinking. It's oh, see, they are they're coming after my 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 belief system. Yeah, if if so, the racist will say, if I didn't have a point. They yeah, wouldn't be making it illegal. illegal. Yeah, Do you yeah, know that kind of way? Yeah. But the reason they're making it, the reason they're putting this into law is because I'm onto something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your idea is so good that it can't. It's be been banned. defeated. Yeah. 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 We had to ban it because we couldn't intellectually defeat it. We couldn't defeat it with a better idea. So therefore, make it illegal. Yeah. There's an element to that. Now again, certainly it's, it's not some, the start, middle, and end of it. Mm, but mm, it's, it certainly it's feeds into it. it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, political correctness as well. Being PC. Just while we're on, while we're on that kind of that area, um, and again, broad sweeping generalization alert to everybody that's fucking listening. Um, there's a guy I'm a fan of, James O'Brien is his name. Are you familiar with him? He's f- he's one of the hosts on is it LBC Radio over in in the UK? No, I don't know. It's um, it's a a call in radio show. I think okay. so. You have a presenter who has the mic and he's chatting about whatever he chats to, but he opens the line up for people to ring in and he he talks to people. Um, that that's that's the the premise of the show basically. But there's one guy, James O'Brien. I'm pretty sure that's his name. And it's LBC. I love him. He's a big lefty now, um, but I love him. He's he's probably what I would consider all left. Okay. Um, but he's fucking brilliant. I absolutely love him. And. Uh, one thing he was saying that I, I, I think I, I'd be disagreeing with, with was he was basically painting people who are anti-PC as being, you know, either racist or homophobic or fucking misogynistic or, or yeah, whatever. Disguising as free speech advocates. Or, yeah. 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 But he, the point he was making was what does being politically correct stop you from saying? And I think the point that he was trying to make was the reason that people don't like political correctness is because they can't be honest about their own racism, racism say. Okay. They can't be themselves, say. And to me to me there's, there's to me there's something wrong there because to me political correctness is a relatively new term. To me, political correctness is more than uh, not being racist because without political correctness you could still pull somebody up on being racist mm, mm, you don't have mm. to be politically correct to stop somebody from being slurring canceled. a wide group of people whether they're gays or immigrants or fucking whatever the group mm, is mm, mm. Um, and political correctness I don't know it's just it's, it's a weird one I'm, I'm, am I making sense there at all or are you yeah for sure for sure it's um I had something to say on it. Um, where are we going? So, I'm lost. Political correctness. Yeah, it's... 
it's I don't know you want to, I love the idea of the, the Sam Harris says quite a lot the, the marketplace of ideas or Rogan would be another proponent of it like the the best way to defeat bad ideas or better ideas so I don't know it's, uh, there's definitely an element maybe of if you don't like PC culture it's because you're you're actually you want to make crude jokes and you can't because PC culture says you can't or workplace ethics or codes of conduct say you shouldn't say rude remarks about whatever people's sexuality or the colour of their skin or, or whatever it is. There's, there's certainly an argument there but I'd nearly agree with that but in a different sense that yeah people can't say what they think and in in there lies the problem if if people can't express themselves it's just it's 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 like the making things illegal or legal it's 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 not like the problem doesn't exist just because you've ignored it like it's if 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 people are actually secretly bigots and racist but just aren't saying things because of the pc fucking culture of the day then problems haven't disappeared like they're still there it's just people aren't fucking expressing them and look at there's it's 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 nuanced and it's tricky because you have the arguments then of online bullying and everything else and you know where where there has to be a line drawn somewhere it can't be just free speech at all costs either um yeah there's definitely there's there's a balance there to be had between the two the two kind of ideologies of kind of need to regulate speech somehow but not so much so that people can't converse anymore um, I don't know, it's similar to even, I don't know, it's the same kind of, same in everything, that there's left-wing answers and right-wing answers, so, you know, same with the immigration that we're talking about, it's, yeah, you can't have completely open borders because that's just not going to work, but you can't have completely closed borders either because that's not going to work, the answer's always somewhere in the middle, um, and maybe the, the middle is only a hypothetical place, there probably is, it's constantly shifting and changing, so... I don't know, the best thing we can do, I suppose, is just have dialogues, like we're doing now, and, and conversing. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a messy one. It's, um, I think I lean more on the side of let people say what they want and let better ideas flourish, but obviously there is arguments then when you're on a bit echo chambers online and people just getting caught into their own their own echo chamber and then there's no room for new ideas to come in as well. So it's yeah, and the, and the, the person at the top of that echo chamber pyramid is a neo-Nazi or yes. a white supremacist of, yeah, or some yeah. you know patently fucking bad person. Basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think part of this problem is that there's a certain percentage of our population um, call us the fucking liberal elites, and I consider myself in there because I'm in a position whereby. You know, COVID messes this up a little bit, but the sentiment is there. So I have my own business. Mm. I have, you know, a house and a wife and kids and everything in my life has settled down kind of nicely. Mm. And I have I have time to think in a way that I didn't when I was more working class, for yeah. want of a better term. So when I was fucking struggling on a daily basis to fucking buy food and buy rent and fucking you know, doing that whole working class thing, you don't have the fucking two minutes to have philosophical fucking musings, never mind sit down with someone like yourself and mm. discuss your ideas and 
try and improve your philosophies. Like for for the everyday working man or woman, that's practically impossible mm. because you're up at the crack of fucking dawn. You have to get the kids ready or whatever. You're out the door to work. You spend your eight hours in work on your two hour commute or whatever it is. You're home. Kids have to be fed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're so fucking bollocks come nine o'clock in the evening. All you want to do is sit down and watch an hour or two of telly and then go to bed. You don't have time to philosophically discuss over all these things. For sure, yeah. But people who are in the media, say, or who are wealthy enough that, that they're not trapped in that rat race, say, they have the time to think about these things and to read literature and to read what's happening in different countries and around the world and formulate their opinions and they have the privilege to see through racism and homophobia and bigotry in general and racism say Mm. they have the privilege to wrap all that around their head and they can see that homophobia is wrong sexism is wrong racism is wrong bigotry is wrong they've uh, they've discussed it fully and they understand it and they're able to articulate it but then what goes wrong is from that position of assuredness, say, for want of a better term, they try and seek to impose that on the people who don't have the fucking time to kind of figure it out for themselves. Mm, yeah, top down kind of. Very much so, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, we've decided racism is wrong and that's the end of it. Mm. And you're like, but, 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 uh, you know, and you're... You're, you, it's funny because on one hand you've got the top down saying you know you shouldn't have ill feeling to people who look different than you mm. but on the other hand all the bad guys in the movies are brown yeah yeah. yeah you, now yeah. again that's a, a real base statement but broad sweeping generalisation intended you know so you've got you've got two narratives you've got what you experience in your day to day living as a working class person which is, you know, TV and radio and the tabloids and the polarisation of our media and all that jazz. And then you've got the other side who are above the fray to a degree and they can see through all of that. And you've got both sides kind of at each other's throats, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like one side is saying, we have all the answers, and the other side is saying, but your answers don't... Yeah, fit. They don't fit with my lived experience. Mm. Yeah, but you're just a racist. Well, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what? Yeah. You, you get this. I don't know Friction. because if you're being if you're being told top down that your your lived experience is wrong, like you're never going to you're never going to make any fucking progress with that person. Like, you're no, like sorry, no. And even if you explain that, like how patronizing how patronizing would it f- be for me to say to somebody who was anti-immigration and let's say an Irish nationalists say. <gasps> how patronising would it be for them to hear me say look lad you haven't spent the time thinking about these ideas like I have you, you haven't read what it. I've read and if you knew what I knew then you'd agree with me mm, but you're mm. too fucking whatever to see the reality of the situation <gasps> yeah. like how fucking patronising yeah. is that I know, and it's never as, it's never put as explicitly as that but people fucking they feel it like if you're telling them their lived experience is um, wrong. Wrong. Yeah, you're just yeah. going to get a fuck you response. Big time. Yeah. Well, if you're characterising, you know, you're turning other people's ideas into absolute caricatures of them, their actual ideas. It's it's never going to be good. You're never having an honest conversation, and it's 
it's not me versus you thing again, then my ideology versus your stupidity or your ideology. It's, it's, I don't know. I think there's, I don't know. People, people are just looking for answers, looking, looking for meaningful ways to, to, to get along with one another and to, I don't know. We're trying to legislate against people being assholes. <laughs> I don't think there, I don't think it's a good idea. Like people are going to be assholes, whether there's laws in place saying you shouldn't be an asshole or not. I think it's, it's just human nature. I think better people are able to stand up for themselves rather than oh well, no, I can quote a hate speech law that says you can't be an asshole to me. It's like no, that person. If you're having a difficulty with somebody. Do you know, that's the world, that's life. If someone's being a dickhead, you should be able to call them out on it and have a, have a chat, not fucking, do you know, look up to mammy slash daddy government to fucking solve your, your problems for you, especially interpersonal ones or work relations or, or, or whatever it is. That's not to say we shouldn't have any any legislation, but um, I don't know. I think there's, a, there's definitely a tendency nowadays to kind of... Try to make everything safe, absolutely everything, everything, even language. Um, and it's 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 top down, as you say. It's mm, you know, mm. we've decided that these safety measures have to be put in place yeah, all for sp- your for your benefit, your safety. Yeah, and yeah. there's a there's a there's a there's a parental thing there, like mm, you know, and mm. you know, there's the parent child relationship. Because mm. another thing that I and again, I don't follow this closely, so I t- take this broadly, say. My understanding is that uh, Michal Martin said recently that the lockdown may be extended, but we haven't kind of decided yet. And that's essentially all he said, <gasps> which has left us, the quote-unquote children of Ireland, going, oh, I wonder what daddy's going to fucking, oh, what he's actually going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Like, so instead of him coming out and saying, right, lads, the numbers are X, <gasps> until they become below Y, we have to maintain the lockdown. So let's keep what we're doing going. And as soon as the numbers get down to this level, then we'll open everything back up. Mm. So then you're informed. Oh, you have a metric in your mind. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. You, know what, you know what the story is. You're not just waiting for daddy to tell you what's happening yeah, or what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Which has been the case from day one. I mean, it's, what, a year nearly into the lockdown the two-week lockdown, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 a year into the two-week lockdown. It's fucking, fucking hell. Mad. On that note, we'll wrap it up and start on to the next one. 100%.